Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike. And welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I am Jared, as usual. Hey, Jared. Nice of you to show up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't have anything we, uh, else going on, so. Yeah, we uh, were supposed to record yesterday, but somebody slept in. And didn't make it to our normal recording time. So thanks for showing up to this alternate recording time, Jared, because I'm sorry I missed our time yesterday. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you son of a bitch, no one's going to know that it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's funny, we usually open up these things by asking each other what we've been playing, but I, I know what you've been playing because you stayed up all night playing it and missed our recording session. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Awkward. Ooh. Oof. Um, Playing that Elden Ring. So how is it? Do you like it? Obvi- I guess, I like obviously, it. if you've been up that late. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, yeah, It's. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, I, I I. didn't enjoy, I, I've only ever tried one other of the Souls games, and mm-hmm. I was like, this seems, this is terrible. Um, like, and I get the idea, it's like, oh, you gotta, like, put all this effort into it to beat it, but I'm like... Like, like it's a false sense of accomplishment. Uh, yeah, I um, I am not a fan of those games, and I I tried, man. I played Dark Souls, I played Dark Souls three, and I played Bloodborne, and yeah. I just I could not get into them. It's just not my thing. And it's funny because every time I see like a a FromSoft game, I'm like, that looks kind of cool. And I like when Sekiro came out, I'm like, yeah, that looks yeah. pretty cool. And I but I'm like, nope, don't don't buy that because I know I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> so it's the same thing with Elden Ring. I'm like. That looks no, don't don't stop yourself. <laughs> so this one has the advantage of of that when you when you like hit a wall, when you hit a combat wall, you can just fuck off. Ooh, okay. And explore the map. Like cuz in the others there's like like it's got a it's it's got like, you know, you have kind of branching paths, but it's all like a fucking path and you're stuck yeah. on the path. This one like pretty much right out the gate, they give you a magical horse that is an instant summon like it like fucking shows up underneath you. And it can run hella fast, and it can double jump. It's a horse that can double jump. Uh, and, like, while you're on the horse, you can generally, like, strafe, like, the little enemies that are around the map. And there's a lot of, there's a lot to explore. Uh, okay. it's, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like if Breath of the Wild had, like, chronic depression. Because <laughs> everything's so what a gloomy. What a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a huge. I mean, you can't climb anything, and you you don't have a glider. But you know, it's a huge open world, and there's all kinds of cool, weird shit to find, and all the nooks and crannies. And that's that's what I love is exploring in games. Yeah. Um, going into levels that are like areas that are like way too high level for me mm-hmm. is great in any game. So having again having a horse that can run hella fast and can double jump uh, is great because I go into an area I'm like I don't belong here. <laughs> All right, well, uh, cool. That that does sound neat. Yeah, and and being able to like, you know, like play with other people, makes it a lot easier. So like, yeah, does it have the same? Because I like the the Souls games, like they have the same sort of um, like I, I don't. It's it's like a weird co op thing because you can play it co op, but you have to like use an item to summon. Is it? Yep. Is it like that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's the weird co op thing, and apparently, I was playing with. Uh, Ben, one of the guys from 
Dang, that made Boomerang X. Uh, mm-hmm. We were playing, and he he's played. He loves all the FromSoft games. He's played all of them. And apparently, the uh, they they it's still a little like goofy. Like you have to use items and stuff to summon other players and stuff. But it is uh, easier. Like it's a little better than it used to be. Apparently, like they've cleaned it up. They've streamlined it a little bit. Um, but yeah. And at first, I I didn't understand that whole thing. Like I was like, why do they make me craft a thing so that I can see something so I can summon my friends? This is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But then last night, I figured out that like a thing you can do. So like all those Souls games, like you know, you you go and if you die, all your your uh your currency all falls yeah, on like the ground. Yeah, your essence and, or whatever. Yeah, your runes in this one. And if you don't go pick it back up. If you, if you die again before picking it back up, then it's gone forever. Yeah. So if you play as, like, a, a co-op partner for someone else and you die, you don't lose any of your runes, but you can still earn runes by helping them. Oh, okay. So, so y- you go into their world, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you go into their world, and it doesn't advance your personal, like, progression into the game. Okay. So any doors you unlock, any save points you reach, you don't get them. But... You can gather runes and you don't, like, there's no risk of losing them. If you die, you still keep all your stuff. You go back to your world and you're rich. So I figured that out yesterday. I was like, oh, shit, I can just help other people, like, grind it. And and there was a boss that I was hitting a wall with. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm just, like, I've helped all these strangers. Like, I'm just going to summon some strangers to help me through this fight. And it yeah. totally made it a lot more fun. It's actually, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, you know... It's, it's an open world game, but when you get to these challenging bosses, or even the dungeons, like if you go into like a castle, you're like, oh, I want help clearing this castle. You can do it with a friend, you can do it with randos. So it's, uh, yeah, it's good. That sounds pretty I'm neat. enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, and like again, like I don't really dig the FromSoft games. It's not as hard mm-hmm. as... I think the difference is, again, it's like, like those games are challenging, but like the thing that's not fun is like you get to a boss that you have to fight and it's a real pain in the ass and there's nothing to do except smash your head against that wall. Yeah, that's uh, that was what I always, whenever I would stop, because I tried to play them all and I just, I stopped because I'd get to a point and I just, like this is not fun to just kind of, you have to just grind the same area over and over and over to level up and to be yeah. able to progress. And that's that's yeah. just, that's not my vibe. That's not, yeah, it's not, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is, is definitely a lot more fun um, and approachable and stuff like that. And I don't think they made the bosses any less difficult or anything like that. But it's just that thing where, like, you can you just don't have to. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. If you cool. get it on uh, if you get it on PlayStation, I'll come. I'll come help you fight. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> punch, punch. I don't. Maybe I'll. This will be another case of I'll. I'll be like, yeah, maybe I'll give this a try, and then. <laughs> I I think this one is just it's it's again like just the ability to like explore the world is so satisfying. Like it's it's I've never seen a game that looks so much like the posters that I had on my wall as a kid <laughs> as a teenager, like fantasy posters, like yeah. really like like there's a big glowing tree in the middle of the map and there's like a giant it's it doesn't look like a moon, it looks like a planet in the sky sometimes behind it. It just looks like real like new age hippie poster shit mm-hmm. where it's just real fucking goofy. Nice. <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah, it's good. Um Yeah. Shadow Warrior 3 came out. It did. Yes. Uh yesterday. Well, yeah. two days ago, whenever this is live, but yes. Yeah. Exciting. 
Yeah, seems to be going well. Seems to be going well, considering that it happened during the Elden Ring impact zone. Yeah, uh, I don't... <laughs> bit of a... I don't know what who that decision was, but hey, it's people... I mean, they're different enough games that I think like people who are interested in it are definitely going for it. Plus, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's short, which people might look at as a con, but I think these days, sometimes that's really nice. You know, you yeah, want no, like it's... a nice like five, six hour like campaign you're like cool got it yeah it's a game you can get through it's a it's it's more digestible yeah exactly uh yeah i don't think it was a decision i think it was an uh-oh <laughs> like we were like okay so this game's got to come out the, the, at this time and then you know elden ring is like we're coming out at this time and it's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> shit thanks elden ring um and then uh Elden Ring got overshadowed by some news too. Oh yeah, what 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 came out at the same time? Uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh yeah, that did happen, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! Sheesh. I uh, I saw a post somebody put, and I just thought like it it just summed up how absurd everything is. It's like um, it said. You know, the aliens watching season 2022 of Earth are going to be so confused how it went from pandemic to World War Three in just two episodes. Fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. I mean, I don't think there's much more I, we can say about it that people don't already know, but it's just absolutely insane. And um, yeah, do you want to? So that given on this, you had the idea for this today's topic. Do you want to? Yeah, you want to go off on that? Say what yeah, you I, I, I will. Um, so, uh, so our, our topic today is uh, inspired by one game in particular, but it, it's. Uh, you know, we just want to talk about some games that are made with intention. Games that we like, uh, uh, that we've, you know, experienced or, or are aware of, that are made with a real clear message in mind. And they may not always be obvious about what that message will be, like when you pick it up. But, um, you know, games that have something significant to say. Uh, and... I guess I'll just jump in with my first one because, you know, so many games, I mean, so many, I mean, there's a huge chunk of the video game industry that is just based on fetishizing and glorifying war. Mm -hmm. um, the Call of Duties, the Medal of Honors, the... Uh, just, just all of them are like, wouldn't it be fucking cool to be a soldier in World War II? Uh, wouldn't it be cool to be a soldier in Vietnam? Wow! Uh, and I mean, when I was a you know teenager, I was I was super into the whole propaganda machine, the whole concept that like, man, if I were in a war, then I could be somebody, then I could be a real hero. There would be an opportunity to be a man, uh, to be to have a life worth living and shit like that. Um, because that's what they sell you, you know, like all the movies, like there's, there's so much propaganda 
and even not even deliberate like there's a lot of deliberate propaganda fucking for sure but there's even like just people that just buy into it and they're like yeah wow it's so fucking cool to be a soldier and mm-hmm. all the sacrifices like saving private ryan just fucking people feeding off to the idea of getting to be on normandy beach um completely missing the fucking point of that opening scene like by the way, <laughs> like, that, yeah. the whole point of that is, I, I don't know if you actually knew this, but that movie, like, the MPAA, like, they saw it, and they said that that level of violence would have warranted an NC-17 um, mm-hmm. for that opening scene specifically, but because they wanted, you know, like, to, he, he's, Spielberg's like, I wanted to accurately portray, like, the horrors of war, they allowed it to get an R so it could be in mainstream theaters. Yeah. Which is... I mean, <laughs> so to, yeah, I, anyway, go yeah. on. <laughs> well, and then right after that, it was one of the Medal of Honors where they're like, all right, we're going to do the Normandy Beach Fuck, thing. that is right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that, yeah. that game. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I forget what it was, what it was called specifically, but yeah, it was like a PS2 game and you have the Normandy level. Shit, I had that game. God damn. <laughs> I played the shit out of that. Yeah. I fucking loved that. I was yeah. like, this is so cool. Yeah, there was another, I don't know if it was the same Medal of Honor, but there was also another one where, like, the opening level was Pearl Harbor. Oh, I think it was a different one. Same kind of concept, you know, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And so it's this, yeah, this this fetishization fantasy of being in these situations. So, um, the first game I want to talk about for these games that have, like, meaning uh, is, is This War of Mine. Um, and uh, now I can't remember the name of the developer. Uh, shit, I should, I should, I should, I should, I should pull it up real wait, fast. Jared, wait, talk while wait, I pull it wait, up. pause while you look it up. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I will admit, I, I, I know of this game, but I've actually not played it myself. I've wanted to. Really? Yeah, it's, it's one of those, like, I think I have it, too. I think it's just, like, in my Steam library, but I... I don't know. For what one reason or another, I've never gotten around to checking it out. Okay, interesting. It's by 11-Bit Studios and Crunching Koalas. I didn't think that's who it was by. Um, at least that's according to what Wikipedia says. I thought it was by someone else. Anyway. Uh, no, I guess I did know it was 11-Bit. Because there was... Cause, anyway. Um, so yeah, this War of Mine is a game where you play... It's... Um, it's... Uh, You've got a it's it's in like an apartment building. It's almost like a post-apocalypse game, but it's actually a a war game. So the idea is that you're in a country that's being invaded by another country and they've been shelling and attacking, you know, civilian urban centers uh, and you have like a household, like an apartment building and you've got all these survivors um who are uh who are just trying to fucking stay alive and you've got to like keep them alive for like a month or some some amount of time Mm -hmm. and the idea was you know that it's 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 a it's a perspective on war that is not glorifying violence it's not you know fetishizing it it's not and I, i use that word a lot about violence and the way our culture treats violence and i'm gonna keep using it um but uh you know it's it's, uh, you know, you've, you've got to keep these people alive. You've got to find food, you know, and it's like it's a crafting game. You know, it's a survival game, but it's the idea is that it's grounded in reality of what it's like to be. I mean, obviously, it's only a video game. It can only do so much. But, you know, you've got to worry about your character's mental well-being. And, yeah, you can get a gun 
and you can like there there's sometimes where you'll find like soldiers like trying to hurt people um and you can like fight and intervene or you can like hide and let it happen and kind of no matter what you do a lot of the times your characters will not be okay afterward yeah yeah uh like you know you kill like if if you go kill a soldier if you go kill an enemy soldier as a civilian like your character like a lot like depending on the character but a lot of them like have a will have a nervous breakdown if stuff like that happens too much like they they, that's not what they're there to do it's not i mean it's not a healthy thing to do most people don't actually feel okay about it (laughs) go figure uh about murdering a stranger um (laughs) yeah go (laughs) go figure right (laughs) right um and if and if they are, there's like a level of compartmentalization that has to happen. Like, if if you're okay with, if they somehow are okay with it, then then they're not really okay with it. They're they're not really okay. Like they're, it's not a healthy thing to have, you know. Um, and I just remember the first time I saw the the key art for it. We were at PAX West one year, and. It was back when we were upstairs in like the upstairs indie game area before they let us downstairs oh, to the main floor. And I was walking and I saw the the key art and it was called This War of Mine and it was like a it was like an image of an apartment and like the interior of an apartment and there's like armed, you know, soldiers busting in through the front door and there's an empty living room and there's like a kitchen counter and on the other side of the kitchen counter is a woman cradling a man in her arms like holding him like he's fucking broken he's Mm -hmm. wrecked and she's holding on to him and they're just you know whatever happens next is fucking terrible Mm -hmm. i got emotional just looking at that like and the art that actual art was by uh benedict i'm not going to try to say his last name but the lead artist from ruiner oh really nice yeah he actually designed that that's cool yeah but, um, he's great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very impactful art. Mm-hmm. Really amazing stuff. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what what really all there is to say about it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a really cool, interesting game, and I really appreciate that they that they took the time to make it. That they really wanted to make something that was that made war, that portrayed war as not fun, as not cute. Yeah, yeah. I I need to play this now because it's been like in my you know like two playlist for a long time but yeah uh yeah i i definitely check it out that sounds awesome in like yeah in the worst way possible (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's good i mean it's worth playing for sure and uh it humanizes you know a lot of things and kind of lets you i mean that's i think one of the cool things that games and role-playing games and stuff can do is let you imagine what it's like to be in a circumstance yeah and, yeah uh, yeah and i think they went on to do Frostpunk, which oh, oh did they <laughs> yeah which is which tries to do moralizing in a in a little more in a way that i didn't find as as good um it's still a fun game but uh, it didn't have like the level of groundedness. But they were—I think they were—that was another game. They were trying to have a message about. I think it was more about socioeconomics and and politics and stuff like that. But uh, not not as solid, not as grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, That's my first one. I think, so I, I have a, I almost put this on my list, but I didn't want to because I think it's been talked to to death. But I feel like given what we were just talking about, if we don't mention it, somebody is going to say, you didn't talk about Spec Ops The Line. So there, I mentioned Spec Ops The Line. <laughs> okay. Um, Fair enough. Are you familiar with that at all? I'm not. So it's it's a game that like is only known because of its ending. And that's... Uh, well, fuck. It's not even on my list, and I'm going to end up talking about it. Uh, <laughs> basically, what it is, is it's, it's a pretty generic military shooter. But then in the end, mm-hmm. um, if you're... This is a huge spoiler alert for this game. So if you don't know, like, skip ahead like five minutes. But basically, like, you... It's revealed that your character, like, you have not been fighting... Um, like the enemy at all like you are killing your own like teammates and innocent people and you um essentially have like you have like massive PTSD and you're just like you were just indiscriminately killing people and the end of the game is holy shit reveals that and you just kind of have to like live with that um holy shit so it's really yeah like really really crazy um but the game itself is pretty meh um yeah but it's known for that ending but anyway i just I feel like if we didn't say that, somebody's going to fucking bring it up. But anyway, my first <laughs> game, at, my first actual game, <laughs> uh, Papers, Please. Oh, shit. Which uh, is just awesome. Um, yeah. And I think kind of what you you were describing with this war of mine, I think Papers, Please does, uh, it, it does a similar thing, but in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And just the, you know, the... Like the idea alone of being a like border patrol guard, mm-hmm. um, in like a, yeah, it's a fictionalized, it's a fictional country, but it's you know like kind of yeah. war torn almost. But um, I just remember in that game like some of the decisions that you have to make, like when people come through, like you know trying to like look for refuge or and they they clearly, you know, like you you're not supposed to let them through or they they don't have the proper things and you kind of have to make that decision whether you're going to help them um and with that game too giving you the not giving you the uh the mechanic of like having to you know keep your family alive and at the end of the day and how much you get paid and for each time you do something wrong you get a violation you like certain points you're like well like my my son is really sick like i i'm sorry i can't let you through i can't afford to and it's just jeez really heartbreaking um and I met, there's a couple of instances in that game, too, where there's, like, a terrorist attack, and it's, like, you know, closed up for the day, and you don't get paid at all. You're like, well, what the fuck? Like, this is... <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that game is, is fantastic, and I am... Um, who would have thought paperwork uh, was fun? But... Yeah. <laughs> and that the fact, too, like, each day, they add more and more rules, and so it's it's a lot easier to fuck up accidentally, too. So you, yeah. you can just get bought and you're like, this is bullshit. You don't pay me enough to do this. I don't, <laughs> I don't get paid enough to fucking care about your stupid war. Um, I got to feed my family yeah. anyway. But yeah, that game is fantastic and similar to what you were describing. I think it, it kind of gives the same kind of feeling, but obviously a completely different perspective. Yeah. But I mean, it's that, it's that, it's that weird, the, the banality of bureaucracy. Yeah. And, and, and like that we, you know, at, at a certain level of society, like bureaucracy is necessary, but it's, it's so, it's so weird when you're a human beings in a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 
there there are two two moments specifically from that game I remember being very impactful. One being like uh, I don't even remember when or how it happens, but like your son gives you a drawing, and it's uh-huh. like a little crayon drawing, and you, you you like put it up in your office, and you put it up, and the first person comes through, and you pass them through, and then you get a violation for hanging the art. And, and you're like, are you fucking, you're like, what? So you, you have to like move it out of your vision. Like it's, you, you cannot have that reminder of your family visible to you. And I was like, holy <sighs> fuck. Um, Jesus. <laughs> and then another moment where like this woman will come through and she's got all the proper stuff. So you let her through, but like just before she leaves, she's, she like hands you, it's either a photograph or a card or something, but she's like, this man is trying to kill me. And then like leaves and you're like, what? And then, like, four or five people later, that guy shows up um, and has all the proper paperwork. So you you, know, you, you have to kind of be paying it, paying attention. You're like, that's that fucking guy. And you're like, do I, do, what do I, like, you know, and you come up with a way, like, how do I deny him? Or, like, do I even do that? Ah, I'm yeah. being really just really uh, oh. impactful. <laughs> and it's choice. It's like, like getting to to play these moral having to make a decision yeah yeah choices <sighs> that you know i um i sometimes wince at the fact that like on steam there's an actual tag called choices matter because most okay. of the time in games where they say choices matter they don't matter it's just a uh you make a choice to go on path a or path b yeah uh, but like stuff like that it's like no like you like you're not playing a game with choices you as a human being are making a choice anyway so that's Whoa. that's my first game and great soundtrack nice. too like <laughs> yeah like the as soon as you load it up it it's it's really interesting because it has almost like this <sighs> shit how do i describe it like a kind of like a soldier imperial march and yeah. you like load up the, you're like holy fuck like this is like it gets you like you're like oh man I'm I'm ready and it plays at the end of each day and so at the very you're you're always like feeling that but then during the actual game there's no sound or well there's sound no music I mean yeah so it's like this starch starch uh, potatoes Uh, stark (laughs) contrast is what I was trying to say between this really awesome like imperial march and then just nothing does your does your does does your do your feelings towards the Imperial March change as the game goes on? Yeah, like it, you you boot up the game and you, like the music is really it's a really cool piece of music. You should yeah. it's like a minute and a half. You should give it a listen. Yeah. But um, and I should actually play that game. A friend of mine had it and I watched him play it for a while when it came out. But I've never. It seemed like it would be a pretty intense. It, it, it is, yeah. Um, and there's I I don't know how many endings, like a bunch of endings. I haven't even seen them oh, all. Nice. But but yeah, like it's just. At first, the music, you know, you feel empowered, and then at the kind of like midway through, you're like, "Don't fucking do this to me!" Like, I don't patronize me. <laughs> I'm not happy anymore, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Um, nice. I. Uh, well, I guess you said the the choices matter thing, um, so I'll just go right into my next one, which is a wildly wildly popular game. Um, it's Roblox. It's no. Roblox. 
Hey, it, kids, did you ever want your hard work stolen by a major multinational corporation? Maybe you should make <laughs> games for Roblox. You make games and then you sell them to other children. Uh, and they, everybody pays real money, but you don't get paid real money. Fuck you, kids. Um, yeah, sorry. That, yeah, seen I, those that, videos yeah, about yeah, Roblox. Yeah, I was, I was, Shit's insane. Was, what is your actual um, choice? Because I assume it's not Roblox. <laughs> it's not. It's not Roblox. It's a game within Roblox that I'm trying to get popular because I made it myself. No. Um, <laughs> it's Undertale. Uh, -da 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 -da. <laughs> um, you know, and it's been talked about so much. Uh, but it, it's 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 a really simple thing, you know. And I don't think we need to talk too much about Undertale, but but just the um, it's just that the the the, the option you always have the choice. You can always, you know, Undertale was just you know commentary on video games and and violence and this concept of perpetuating this idea that the only way to solve a conflict in games is violence um and really i think undertale is more about video games than it is about real life oh yeah for sure um but i think it was i mean it was a, it's it's a cool thing for somebody to make an effort to do uh and it's beautifully written and it's so goddamn funny um and uh yeah just it, it's that thing where like i don't like a game I'm not I'm not super thrilled with a game where you simply cannot choose violence, mm -hmm. where you simply cannot choose to do harm. Um, not because I want to do harm, but because if I don't have the choice, I mean, obviously, I like plenty of games where I, you know, don't like I fucking, you know, Stardew Valley, like, you don't, you don't, yeah. you know, you're not choosing to do harm. And that's most of the game. And that's totally fine. But like any game where they're like they pretend that there's like a moral thing, but you don't have the choice as a player to do it. And I like that Undertale gives you that opportunity over and over and over again. And sometimes you actually have to work really hard, yeah, to not do the violent. Yeah, thing. the the like um the kind of bullet hell nonviolent routes are often way more difficult. <laughs> yeah. I, um, um you, you know that game you saying that game being about games uh because uh, obviously that that is so true and i think that a lot of people kind of know but people know undertale kind of know what it is but there, there's one thing in particular that i remember from that game that was kind of a funny kind of uh, like a funny play on a trope in games and that's whenever you go to like a store you know mm -hmm. you can like talk to the person <laughs> or you can buy but there's an option to sell you know, like there are in all yeah. games. And if you do that, they're like, no, why would I want to buy anything from you? Like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. And I always thought that was great. <laughs> I think there's even one of the shopkeepers, you like try to talk to them about life and they're like, uh, buy something or get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, but I mean, it is about, you know, making characters that are more than just NPCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I don't know if, if I've actually mentioned this on here, but I think one of the weird, you know, people talk about like video games promote violence. I don't think video games make people more violent or anything like that. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, and I don't know, I don't think there's any been any studies on it, but I do think they promote solipsism. Mm -hmm. The idea that you are the only person that's real and everyone else is an NPC. Um or with you know with few exceptions everyone's an npc and i don't think it's uh 
it's it, yeah it's just a weird thing because i think you know we talked about this when we do shows and stuff like that sometimes people just walk up to you i mean and people do it in real life all the time when you go to you know buy coffee from somebody at a coffee shop or you go you know and you talk to someone and you just talk to them like their job you talk to them like they're an npc mm-hmm. you you know you you don't address them as a living breathing sentient simulation of the universe walking around with thoughts and feelings and wants and hopes and dreams and fears and granted you don't have the energy to like you know go into all of that with everyone you meet but you know there's just sometimes people just walk up and talk to you like you're an npc yeah (laughs) and it's uh it's it's weird yeah um but i I, and it's you know it's this weird thing because people also i think can slip into an npc mode where they're like, you know, they and it can be a you know self protection thing if you're in a shitty job or a dehumanizing workplace and stuff like that. It can be a little easier to like go with that flow and and not have your humanity on display. Yeah, lose yourself. Be available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I do like that kind of writing, that kind of thing that kind of pops that pops that bubble and encourages people to think of people. Yeah, for sure. I, um, so it's kind of funny. So the, the, the next game on my list, I, I've often thought of as like, like, like the other side of the Undertale coin, because it does a lot of the same sort of things and has a lot of similar, um, I don't know, like messages and kind of makes similar points um but is wildly mm-hmm. different in tone or well not and style uh <laughs> it's um lisa the painful I rpg gonna... <laughs> i thought you were going to talk about lisa uh lisa is awesome um and it's funny because it's very similar to undertale in a lot of ways but very different i mean like both made by one person both mm-hmm. uh like earthbound inspired uh like rpgs Mm-hmm. Um, but Lisa is I, oh. Lisa's. Weak, well, I was going to say weird, we haven't but... <laughs> been describing actually the way the games work, yeah. Like the way these games are. So just for real quick for anyone who hasn't, sorry we we didn't do it. Uh, papers, please. You're a border agent, and it's mostly about like stamping paper. Someone comes up to your window, they give you information. You stamp papers and let them through or not. Undertale for anyone who hasn't played it is like a top down RPG. There's battle segments and stuff like that. You've got to make a lot of character choices, and you get items and equipment and stuff like that. For anybody who doesn't know, sorry. Yeah, no, Lisa. no, that's that's true. I, I we probably should have been saying that, but yeah, Lisa is is similar to Undertale in that it's like this adventure RPG, um, and there's like f- turn based fighting, um, but a lot of emphasis on kind of exploring the world, and you know, you get a party, and yeah, like it it was made in RPG Maker, so it's kind of classic RPG nice. stuff, but. Um, Lisa is fucking bizarre, um, <laughs> for one, um, and I think you should put a clip right here of the song. I think it's called Work Harder, but it's just, just to get the tone of <laughs> that, uh, that game, but, um. Anyway, it's it's very funny in a lot of moments, but it's very depressing and very dark. And it deals with two themes in particular, and that's why I wanted to mention it, that I don't really see represented, or at least represented well, in games. 
And the first mm-hmm. one is uh, domestic violence. Jesus. So for those who are unaware, the, the Lisa of the title is not actually in the game. Uh, you play as a character named Brad, and in a brief um, like prologue sequence, you find out like your father was an alcoholic and would abuse you. And Lisa was your sister, who could not take the abuse and um, committed suicide. And you, she's she's not in the game at all, except for a few moments where you will just kind of be exploring the world, and you will like see her, and she'll Jesus. either be standing there or hanging from somewhere, and it's just like this moment of like, you know, it, um, like I think the game takes place like like. 30 or so years after that, but, you know, like, that the character still, you know, like, has those memories, and just, like, it's, I don't know, that, that's always kind of looming in the background, which is, yeah. I, I think, brilliant, because it's not the, the, the main point of the game is that, like, it, a, a flash happened, and all women just disappeared. Uh, so, huh. it, it's a planet entirely populated by men, and you play as a guy who finds, a, like, a female baby, and like raises it in secret and then it gets stolen um and you're trying to find your your daughter essentially and it's like so it the which is a weird (laughs) very weird uh setup but anyway the fact that the you know like the the brief prologue and the domestic abuse is not even like the main story i think is really great because in a lesser game they would have tried to drive that point home you know like oh look at this look at it's like no it's just it's always just kind of in the background and you never really address it. You just kind of know it's there. And then the other yeah. thing that it does really, really well, I think better than any game I've ever played, is um, drug abuse. <laughs> because drugs in games are power-ups, you know? Yeah. It's a buff. And, you know, you might be like, oh, you're addicted to this. You have minus one. Like, I fucking love Fallout, right? But, like, you can get addicted to drugs and it's like, nothing or you just go to the doctor and you're not addicted anymore like it's 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 yeah. it's a non-thing but in in lisa there is it's called joy it's a little blue pill and it's the thing that everybody takes and it mm-hmm. handles drug abuse so well because this joy buffs you mm-hmm. in a tremendous way like you become so incredibly powerful and it fully heals you and Lisa's hard. Yeah. It's a hard game. Yeah. And there are moments where, like, you need to take joy or you're going to die. Or if you want to overcome, uh, you know, like a boss fight. And, you know, party members can permanently die. So sometimes you need yeah. you know, to take this. So you take this joy. But, it, you know, after the joy wears off, you have a crash. Yeah. And withdrawals. And when you have joy withdrawals, it makes you, like... You, you do no damage at all. You are completely useless and incredibly fragile. And so what do you, what do you do? You take joy again. <laughs> and the more you take it, the sooner a withdrawal will appear. Yeah. And the more severe the like debuff will be. And so it, it, plays this I, I like it has a very real thing where you're like i need to take this to win this fight but you know that if you do you're gonna have to take it again and then the more you take it the more you're gonna need to take it and it's just 
such a a very I don't know like a real way of how like people can become addicted to drugs that yeah. I have not seen replicated in a game ever. Yeah. Um and in that game the people who overdose on joy like literally turn into mutants which is just terrifying but <laughs> um Yikes. But it's ha. it's I mean have you heard of meth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not even once. Um no. But but yeah, like I I thought that was such a cool concept that it's like Yeah. And and it plays on the the sort of video game trope too because it's like yeah, this is just a power up, you know. This is the the yeah. mushroom that makes Mario bigger, but like you need it and <laughs> when you don't have it like you need you need it and that oh man it's just wonderful and nice. the other thing with that game too you, we talk about choices matter that has some of the most intense choices where like you'll come up to us a, a moment and a character will be like you know give me every item in your inventory or i will kill like three of your party members permanently you know yeah. And you have to choose. You're like, well, like, you need these items. You know, like, a lot of times it's really hard to acquire health items. And if you don't have the health items, you got to take joy. But, like, yeah. you have these party members and you've come to like them. And it does a really wonderful thing where, like, you, he'll, they'll present you with a choice like that. And I'll have the two choices. And then there'll be the third option that's like the, why are you doing this? Like, you know, like, you don't need to. Yeah. Because all games. I don't say all games, but a lot of games that have those, like, difficult choices, there's a way to, like, talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Or, like, try and, you know, go consequence-free. Well, in Lisa, yeah. if you pick that choice, he does both things. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as, like, a fuck you for even thinking you're going to get out of this. Yeah. Which is just wildly brutal. Um, and there's, a, yeah. there's, I think, like, three or four moments in the game with, like, choices like that where you're like, oh, my fucking God, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> um, god damn uh, I highly recommend Lisa obviously if I haven't yeah. praised it enough it's, it's, it's weird it might not be for everybody I think the same way that sure. Undertale has a very like unique kind of style and humor to it Lisa has yeah. a similar like it's not the same as Undertale but it's similar in that like this game's gonna click with you or it won't yeah um, but yeah it it's great and then, and at least listen to the music. God damn, is it good? <laughs> nice, nice. Oh so, yeah. Damn. Now this episode is gonna need a trigger warning. She, you know, I thought about that earlier. I was like looking at. I'm like, fuck. I like talk about Lisa. It's like suicide, drug use, domestic abuse. Like, yeah. right at the start. Holy hell. Um, yeah. Anyway. But I mean, it's and like it's, war uh... and. But you know, we're talking about heavy topics because of games that matter, games with messages. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd played. Um... That dragon cancer, you know, I uh, I have not played it either. But of course, that's one that I I thought about when we were thinking of this. And yeah, I uh, I I don't know if I could play that. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could deal with that. Like, I absolutely understand the desire to share their experience, and I appreciate them doing that. I yeah, I and totally I think get it's it. probably really wonderful for other people to be able to share whether they've experienced something similar in their lives or not. But, uh, like, if, if I don't have to experience anything like that, I, I think I'll do my best to avoid it. Are you familiar with um, Yellow Boat? It's a play. No. 
No. No. It, um, okay. I was in it um, many, many years yeah. ago, and it's a true story. Like, the guy who wrote the play, he wrote it about his son. Like, his son was a... Um, uh shit well what is what is it called when you like you like constantly need blood transfusions um i don't know like a hemophiliac hemophiliac yes sorry okay so So he was his son was a hemophiliac and um so he's like you know very sick and at at a certain point like via like a via a blood transfusion he contracts uh hiv um and then passes away when he's like 10 years old and Ugh. and his son was like an artist um so there's actually like the the yellow boat of the story is like he, he draws a picture a painting of a yellow boat which is in some museum somewhere which is really cool but anyway the play is about that and i was in it many many years ago and that dragon cancer seems very similar to me like as a overall yeah. kind of story and i think that was like it was enough for me. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I. I mean. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what a what a wonderful title. Um. That dragon cancer. Yeah. Like I. I. Yeah. I really pre- like films, games, books, whatever that have really powerful titles i think are some of the best and like that is that's awesome because it just yeah it it just sums it up so tells you you everything you need to know exactly yeah it's like it's someone's someone's fighting an impossible battle Mm -hmm. against a terrifying and merciless opponent yes that is strong in ways that are fuck yeah (laughs) It's fucking it's a great title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking Yeah. Um So what's next? I <laughs> Man, I have another game that's next. Maybe I should have led off with it. Um maybe I'll just maybe I'll oh man. So I'll I'll just I'll dip into Hellblade real quick instead of doing what my other one was. We'll see if we can we'll see if we can do the other one as a closer. Um so people aren't just like <laughs> super depressed so that we're not super <laughs> depressed leaving this. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I think it is important though. Games with messages, games with real meaning, you know, stories, movies, media plays, you know, mm-hmm. I think we know this um, stuff that reminds us what life is and that life is painful uh, and unfair. And um so, you know, Hellblade is on my list, of course, because I absolutely adore Hellblade. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and, like, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And then I watched the documentary, the 30-minute documentary yeah, that yeah. comes with it. And I loved it even, even more. And I, anybody who's, you know, heard the show and heard me talk about Hellblade will know exactly what I'm going to talk about next, which was just that, you know, they, you know, in their decision to make a character who, you know, had, you know, I don't know if she's officially like that would have had schizophrenia, but, you know, her voices in her head had hallucinations, you know, had, you know, her version of reality, her experience of reality was not the same as, you know, everyone else's. And they were, you know, often, you know, violent, you know, images and voices in her head. Um, And so, you know, when they decided to make this game, they went and they interviewed people that really had these these things these mental experiences and i get so emotional watching it because 
you can really tell that those people felt listened to. Like they felt like someone actually heard what they actually had to say. And it wasn't just like a, it wasn't just a, okay, so how loud are the voices? Uh, you know, uh, what is it like to, you know, blah, blah. Like it wasn't just like this technical thing. Like it really was getting into what it was, you know, what, what it feels like for them and what the experience is for them. And then ultimately the real thing uh, that I think Hellblade makes apparent is that, um, you know, you can you tell people all day long that, you know, what they're experiencing in their head isn't real, but in fact it is for them. Like, yeah, if, if I, I, a, I, I, yeah. I hated that whenever it's like, you know, it's not real. Like what, <laughs> that what doesn't help what, what we perceive with our minds is real. Like, how do you, yeah. You know, like, how are you to say that anything else is real? If that's not real, I don't, but yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that game does that really well. Like that, um, that it is real. Um, yeah and that it doesn't go away in the end like that the voices like don't magically disappear like when she completes her quest and her journey like she yeah she she it's it's really good because she does like when you beat the game like she does accomplish something she does learn something she does experience something she goes through an experience that strengthens her that you know empowers her she completes her objective and all this stuff and it's really wonderful but it doesn't magically change this thing that has been a burden to her yeah oh yeah it doesn't magically cure her of schizophrenia or whatever um and i love that i think that's uh that's great and i think that's important um because you know because <laughs> that's the fucking thing about life is you 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 go through a challenge you go through an experience you you get through it you do the thing you need to do um and then you still, you're still fucking you. You still have to deal with all the the parts of you that are complicated and challenging. And, and you know, the the thing in in Lisa where you know he sees Lisa around. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's incredible. Like that's, it's it's not relevant to what's going on. It's just part of the character's experience. It's part of that person that's just always going to come up no matter no, what. Yeah, for sure. Like if you know, if anybody you know has ever lost anybody in a tragic way, it's like your life goes on and you know, you have, yeah. you have good days, you have days where things are great, but like, you're not going to forget about anybody, you know, you're not going to, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're not going to suddenly not have schizophrenia, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I don't coping is, yeah, you know, like you just do it and part of life. Yeah. It's just, we, there's no end credits in real life, you know, like you, <laughs> you just keep going and man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love that about Hellblade. I, I thought it was... I'm really terrified that Hellblade 2 is going to be trash. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if... The, the, the thing you would have to do with Hellblade 2 is it almost it's like different character, different thing. It you would know? need to be a different character. Yeah, I don't understand why she's back. Yeah, like I just... I don't get that. Oh, well. We'll see. Yeah, I'm really nervous. Time I'm worried they're going to do her like Rambo. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> yeah, like... like uh, because first blood and then then rambo yeah like to <laughs> yeah because the first the first movie's based on a book and it's it's like apparently it was the first movie in america to like address like the fucking soldiers coming back from vietnam and being treated like shit and having ptsd yeah like first blood is it, wonderful and like the the ending of it the way it just oh handles that is so fucking fantastic and it's really unfortunate that 
it's Rambo because Rambo is just a goddamn killing machine, and that is not they, what First Blood. Uh, it's it's insane what they did. Like it, like if, if for anyone who hasn't seen the original like Rambo First Blood, it's about a guy who's just a transient. He's he's a Vietnam vet, and he's just trying to walk through this town in Oregon, and the fucking sheriff starts giving him shit. And God, Brian Dennehy is those at that is that fucking cop. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit! Like this is back in like the seventies where they would like actually portray cops as bullies as and cops? dicks. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like just just being a fucking like he's just such a piece of shit, and he has all the power and resources at his command, and they like they just treat John Rambo like fucking shit because he's a transient because they don't want him in their town. And like just he and he like has a fucking flashback, escapes the fucking jail and goes and runs into the woods and they fucking chase after him. And like the whole movie is him trying not to be in this conflict. Mm -hmm. But the only thing he really knows how to do anymore is fight and they won't let him the fuck alone. And holy shit. I mean, it's terrible. And it's like he fucking weeps. He's he's fucking like by the end of the movie, he's crying. He's absolutely lost his shit. Like. Like and he wins, he fucking wins mm-hmm. as much as he mm-hmm. possibly can. Um, but again, you know, just like we were talking about, like he doesn't get any better. Like he, like there's no, there's no satisfying ending to that. Like there's no, like hey, it's okay, we're you're gonna get cured now until they make the second movie and he's in fucking <laughs> prison and the general oh. comes up, he's like, Rambo, we need you to kill Asians in Vietnam again. It's time to go back home. And then like the rest of the series is him, is again just fucking people beating off to the idea of like going and killing people across the world. It's so fucking insane. <laughs> You know, uh, John Rambo is a playable character in Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> and, like, it, as much as that makes sense, considering the franchise, like, could you imagine, like, a, a similar, like, I don't know, like, like a film that was, like, First Blood, and then just, like, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, in 20 years, like, that guy's gonna be in Mortal Kombat. You're like, fucking what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just insane what they do. Mm-hmm. What, what, like... And I don't know if that, like, shit was deliberate. Like, if someone was like, like, someone was like, oh, shit, like, this makes the army look bad. Hey, let's buy that fucking property. And, I mean, there is a thing in Hollywood where, like, you got to make the cops look good. You got to make the army look good these days. Like, yeah, I, I, it's weird. I, I don't, I don't, I think that would almost be giving them too much credit that they even thought about something like that. I, I feel like the stu- oh. Hollywood studios, it's just like, hey, this movie is popular let's just do it again but whereas the first movie had a deliberate story to tell they're like uh action hero cool like they yeah, wouldn't yeah. even care yeah. you know no concern you never can't tell with you never can't tell with american propaganda it's sneaky shit i mean like you hear about like the cia funding certain art movements oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that like you know because it like promotes individualism over collectivism and that was a blow against communism mm-hmm. and like what holy shit damn <sighs> Um, well. <laughs> What's your last one? Um, well, I had two more on my list, but I don't know how okay. quick we can uh, run through them. But, <laughs> uh, what do we got? Well, I'll say, I'll, I'll say one, because I don't think I have it. I won't say as much about it, but it's, um, I have no mouth and I must scream. Oh, yeah. Which is based on a short story, which everybody should go read. It's like 20 pages. Like, just go, go read it. It's incredibly powerful. But that game tackles a lot of really strong, um, 
topics. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a it's like a '90s point and click adventure game. Um, so it does come with yeah. that you know disclaimer. It has that level of jank to it. It's brutally um, difficult. It is insanely hard. Um, but what it's about is that it's like a supercomputer, basically like became sentient and took over the planet and killed everybody except for these five people, which he just eternally tortures forever for his own amusement. <laughs> and the game, like, you play as those five people, and you can do it in any order, and they each have their own sort of story, and you play through, like, the torture that the computer is making them live. Yeah. And, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, one one of the people, like, it's an old man, and he has Alzheimer's, and, like, you basically, like, when you play as him, you're going through, it's like a Nazi concentration camp, and... Oh my God. He's realizing that he is a doctor there under Joseph Mengele and performed experiments on the prisoners. And the compute, because he has Alzheimer's, he doesn't know that. So the computer just makes him come to that realization. And it's fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. Um, and that's just one of the five stories. Like, it's, it's really, really, um, it's really tough. Like both in gameplay yeah. and in in subject matter, but uh, um, yeah, I I want to mention that and the, also read the short story. It's really great and it, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's that's that one real quick. Uh, What's your other? The one? other one is Soma. Soma is awesome, and the simple concept behind it that um, you know, like can't like. What if human consciousness could be replicated? And, like, what makes something a human? It just yeah. does that so well and makes you ponder it. And so, so in Soma, you know, like, you <clears throat> you come across, like, robots and you talk to them and it becomes apparent that they do not know that they are machines. Yeah. Because this, somehow they were able to take, you know, the, the human mind and replicate it. Um, and so that, that becomes apparent. You're like, okay, there are these machines and they don't know they're machines. And there's a pretty early segment where, you know, you need to get through this door and this robot is kind of plugged into the wall. And when you're talking to it, it's, he thinks that he has, that his legs are broken, you know? So he's like, Hey, can you go help me? And you're, you know, you, you find out that like he's plugged into the wall and you have to like basically unplug him to open this door. And there's two plugs. You unplug the first one, and he oh, no. fucking screams. Oh, God. And, like, begs you not to kill him. And it's like, oh, my fucking God. And, you know, you're oh. such a powerful moment, because you're like, this is, a, this is a machine. You know, this isn't a person, but, like, it thinks it's a person. So is it a person? And you know, you... Shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and it's got lots of great moments like that. And, and the, ending, yeah. the ending is fantastic. Um, and it kind of goes into, like, you know, like, like ethics of cloning like cloning humans and things like that but yeah but more so just like what it means to be human um because if you you know i think therefore i am so yeah. I, I i love it which similar i similar to the talus principle in a lot of ways a devolver digital title deals with similar topics <laughs> but anyway I could go on and on about, a little more uh, grim than talus yeah a little more grim um i could go on and on about soma but i just yeah. I wanted to briefly mention that. Yeah, you know, so I'll. This is not a. This is not a video game. Well, it's in video games and stuff like that. But it's it's. Uh, I can't really enjoy Star Wars anymore mm -hmm. as much as I used to. 
uh, because I realized that it like the whole galaxy, like continuing the Star Wars universe is the, the, the tacit acceptance of slavery. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, 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 like the, the droids are programmed to have emotions and feel pain. Like they, there's like a droid being tortured in Jabba's palace. Like they have like feelings. So it's really weird. That's, yeah, that's that, true. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, if, uh, like if you really want to, I, I think this is, this is an interesting thought experiment. Um, but if you really want to like, I mean, I don't know, really, I don't fucking know. I'm a fucking white guy born in the eighties, but I think to get an idea of how like casually, people would use and dismissively of sentience and humanity people might have used the n-word back in the day just every time someone uses the word droid um oh, to refer yeah, yeah that makes that, like that, that is interesting yeah huh. your droids will have to wait outside mm. um we don't serve their kind here and i know that nobody like thought of it that way when they were making it like george lucas was just like oh they've got robots that you know do their bidding yeah sure it's just a but they have emotions thing, so yeah. they're interesting characters uh -huh, right uh -huh. And, and when it was just George Lucas doing it, you know, there's a problem, there's problems with it, but you know, whatever. But like now that it's like a big corporation doing it and they keep it up and there's regular stories, they keep using it. They've done it several times where like a droid will nobly sacrifice themselves for the rest of the people because they're programmed to like do everything for the people and yeah. shit like that. And it just makes me, it just, I'm just, it's just weird. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. Like, that is, that is funny. I never. I I don't think I've really thought about it that way. But I, you definitely are are right. That is, like when it when it is George Lucas, it's like it's just one guy's vision. He's like, yeah, robots that can talk. That's cool. Or I have this one that makes beeps, and it's funny, you know. But yeah, yeah the more you go on, you're like, yeah, nobody really sees this. <laughs> yeah, it's like these they're they're just they're just fun little slaves that like do what everybody ever tells them yeah. to because they're programmed but to. They're but they not, can feel pain. They're not human. But well, they're not human. Yeah. They're not human. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's exactly what Soma was. So it's like, it's not a human, but it thinks and feels like it is. So is it, you know, like, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so my my last one, we'll go out on a, on a lighter note, um, is uh, genital jousting. Uh, you know what's funny is I could totally see why, um, yeah. but I, that's not what I uh, would have expected. You weren't ready for it. Yeah, no, no. So games that have meaning, that have a message, that it's like it's a real valuable message, genital jousting is actually one of them. The fucking um, story mode, man. Like, yeah. criminally underappreciated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so genital jousting, for those who don't know, is a game by Free Lives where you play as these dick and balls with buttholes. Um, and the, the, there are lots of different, like, mo it's primarily a multiplayer game and mostly your objective is to penetrate the other dick butts and be penetrated by other dick butts. You get point, you get a point for penetrating and for being penetrated. And there's all kinds of silly games like soccer. You're these penises flopping around playing soccer and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, there's a story mode where you play as John and it's, they do a really wonderful job with this game. It's sugaring the pill. Like they really, there's no, they don't let you, there's no indication with genital jousting that it is a game with a message and with meaning. Yeah. Why the hell would you think that? Right. You know, like, you wouldn't. <laughs> and it's just, but it's, it's so wonderful. Like the, the, um, I, I, I do not recall the name of the lady who does the voices, but she does it. She does such a great She's job really in just doing it so straight the whole time yeah. that like it's, 
very funny, but that when it matters, it's not like, like you said, like it's, yeah, sugaring the pill. That's a good way to put it. It's just, it's there. Yeah. And, and they, it's so well written because there's no, so the, the story, if you haven't played the story mode of genital jousting, go ahead and stop listening to the podcast now. Go play it. It's really, really good. Um, but basically this character, John is, has a lot of toxic masculine traits um his perception of of women and there are there are women dick butts too all the characters are dick butts um they call them peens peens that's right <laughs> um but his his perception of of work of self-value of women of strength of, of of himself like he's he's just struggling to to make sense of the world and stuff like that like you know one of the I'll just, you know, kind of one of the things he goes on a date or he, he has a meeting with a coworker that he thinks is a date and he like listens to all her stories and then he's like, all right, are we going to fuck now? <laughs> and he's like, I listened to all your stories. We get to have sex now, right? Um, but there's no condemnation of the character. There's no, there's no, they don't moralize at him. They don't say that this person is bad. You just kind of follow the story of this character experiencing their ups and downs and disappointments and trying to relate to the world. And while there's no like magical cure, like John does meet, I can't remember the other guy's name, but there's another peen that like yeah, kind of just helps friend, him to, yeah. yeah, just like, just be a person and like do stuff for the joy of doing it, not to prove like the i think the big plot is that he's trying he's going to go back to his high school reunion yeah and he needs to prove that he's a badass because all the bullies and shit like that and like he like works out i think there's there's at some point he gets like fucking abs and stuff like that like it's it's hilarious <laughs> yeah the, the, it's, like, i mean the, the, whole... the training montage segment i forgot about <laughs> you like lift weights with your dick and then he's got abs <laughs> oh my fucking god it's it's brilliant <laughs> And it has a message, and I, 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 I hope that, that it hit. I hope that some people got it somewhere, some when. I, like, yeah, I really do hope, hope that so. it got to people who weren't expecting it. I mean, even the multiplayer, you could watch people get uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Like, guys that are very macho would be like, Ugh, and then they'd start playing it, and they'd have a lot of fun, and it's just a silly game. And it's like, so I, I like to think that that game, like, reached a lot of people, hopefully, and that the message came across in a subtle way. Because, you know, the whole game is you play these mini-games, but, like, there's this story going on where you're learning this stuff. So, uh, so yeah, genital jousting, games with meaning. Um, one, one year at a GDC, um, when we had, like, our big, uh, like, devol- devolver party. Yeah. Um, you know, I was meeting a lot of people, and I was at the bar, and I was talking with one of the dudes. He's, I was like, oh, like, you know, who are you? you know? He's like, oh, I'm with Free Lives, um... But he, he didn't he wasn't with Free Lives, um, and I don't think he still is. But he's a writer that they hired, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, I wrote the story to genital jousting. I was like, fucking oh, what? Yes. And um, <laughs> so I got to talk with him about it. Uh, also, his name is John, <laughs> <laughs> and I, nice. I I I thought that was funny. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's great. What a, that that is a perfect uh, way to end. <laughs> Just play the the squirting sound effects <laughs> that the dicks make. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, thanks, Jared. Thanks for going on this journey and sharing these games. Yeah, what a roller coaster this has been. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if you want to, we have a Devolver Discord, discord.gg slash Devolver Digital, and there's a channel in there uh, for the forecast if you want to share with us any of the games that you liked um, or, you know, games that, that you think have important, valuable messages. We'd love to hear about it. Um, you can follow Devolver Digital on Twitter. You can follow Devolver Digital on Twitch. You can follow Devolver Digital on Instagram. You can follow Devolver Digital on TikTok. You can follow Devolver Digital in your car um, around. Watch Devolver Digital get coffee. Follow Devolver Digital to Devolver Digital's house and wait outside <laughs> until Devolver Digital takes out Devolver Digital's trash and then go up and ask Devolver Digital how it's going. And Devolver Digital will say, excuse me, who are you? I, have we have we met? And you'll say, oh, I listened to the forecast. And Devolver Digital will say, oh, uh, great. Well, I've, 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 I've got to go. I'm, I'm, at my, I'm at my home right now. This is a little uncomfortable. Um, and then you might leave Devolver Digital's house and think that maybe you should have just followed Devolver Digital on Twitter and left it at that. Did, some, did something happen? <laughs> no. I just, that was a very I, oddly, I got oddly specific there. <laughs> I, got, I got lost in a bit. I don't know. I got lost in a bit. I was doing a bit. It just kept going. Uh, oh, boy. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.